Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Rob Longo, Tom Fertile, and Tom DeAngelis. Welcome one and all. Thank you, David. Awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment, get their Bibles, turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Before we break open the bread of life, Rob, you might be inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us see how Jesus wants to speak to us today. I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your your love. Thank you for, for choosing us. Thank you for creating us for your delight and help us to to allow you to, to delight in us. As we open up your word, help us to have an open heart, a heart that is is just so ready to receive all the goodness that you want to give us and then so filled with your, your generosity that we want to share it with everyone that we meet. Please, Lord, bless all those who are listening, wherever they are. Bless them and their families. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Father Son, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Sure. Again, this is uh, from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately, the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter. Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, Take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, 
where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. When reading that first uh, sentence, it really leaves no... Nothing to the imagination that uh, everything belongs to God the Father. They're his possessions. That includes our spouse, which is our his precious son or daughter. It includes our children. They're first and foremost his possession. In fact, God the Father wants to fully possess us and enrapture us in his pure, eternal exchange of love. So that great freedom came to me about 14 years ago when I realized I don't own anything. Everything has been given to me as gift from the Father and entrusted to me, which is a huge word, entrusted to me to be a prudent steward with those gifts. So boy, every day of my life, I, I, I call on the Father to help me to be that prudent steward and then put my life in right order, which is what? Loving God first and foremost with all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my soul, all of my, all of my strength so that I can then love others properly. But there's a, another part of that order. That first, first, first vocation God's entrusted me with as a married man is his precious daughter's heart, which is my wife. So I need to woo, cherish, and treasure her heart. I need to ask God the Father to love her through me as he loves her as a father to his precious daughter, as a brother to his treasured sister, and as the bridegroom, purely and passionately to his beloved bride. Then it moves on from there. Only after I get that right with the father is then the sacred trust that he's given me in the children and the grandchildren. Because what I invest in them, there will produce a bounty, a harvest. There will produce those additional talents that are portrayed here, a bounty and a harvest as the seeds of faith that are planted in their hearts, they're traded, put in their hearts, they grow and they become the children of God he created them to be. Once we get those three right, then we go to number four, which is all the other people God brings into my life in the workplace, in the community, in the church, in the extended family. Those are also entrusted to me. How do I plant the gospel message, the seeds of the gospel message deep into the soil of their hearts? How do I water the seeds that others have planted? How am I an invitation to the banquet? How am I an invitation to the relationship with Jesus Christ that takes us then into that intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? So number five on the list is yourself. What are you inputting in your eyes, in your ears, in your mouth, Is it healthy? And to the extent it doesn't bring you into a more intimate relationship with God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, cut it off. Get rid of it. Because God wants to fully possess us, his most prized possessions. We are the pinnacle of creation. We are his treasured sons and daughters, his precious sons and daughters that he created us for his delight, first and foremost, and he created us also to bring his son Jesus Christ into the world in and through our uniqueness. That's it in just the first sentence. The words that are used to describe the one that that buried the talent, wicked, lazy, useless, that's that's some it's harsh. That's harsh, isn't it? It's like man, and uh, yeah, I like I like I like where the Holy Spirit took you there, David. Because uh, you know, it's not just the talents that we've been entrusted with, but we've been entrusted with His possessions, which are the people in our lives, our kids, our grandkids, and we have to nurture theirs as well. And, and so many people have been beat down so often, so many times that they don't see 
they don't see the gifts that they have. They don't see what they're good at, and they need someone else from the outside to to recognize that, to encourage that, to support that, and and to to help direct that to to building, helping build the kingdom. So it's uh, there's a lot. I like a lot the, of I like the couple of words that I think sometimes can get overlooked because we talk about the talents and we talk about you know how um, as you're successful in handling what God's given you, you get you know you get opportunity for for more. But I like the I like the four words according to His ability because it reminds me that God equips us for the journey right where we are. It's not what I have to be later. It's not what I want to aspire to be. I mean, we all need to keep going further and going deeper. But, you know, we're, 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 we're given all the faculties we need to be where we are and to handle what we're given right now, that we can be faithful, we can, be, we can evangelize, we can, we can start from where we are. You know, that's, that's, the, um, that's the little couple little words that just give, you know, give comfort in knowing that start where you are. You know, you don't have, it's not about what you can, you know, you may be called to be St. Francis, but oh, you know what? Right now you're called to be who you are, where you are with what you've been entrusted to and start there. That's how it sticks out to me. Yeah, I think it's important too that, you know, and you started it out, David, but I think you've, you've also said uh, this, uh, the other two uh, comments. Is it's not just a matter. A lot of times we focus on this gospel, and it's a matter of stewardship of treasure. You know, stewardship of, well, this is what we're given money, and we're expected to do something with money. But it really is a lot more than that. I mean, the first four items on your list are really on your list, David. We're really the gifts that God gives us in our life, and it's not just the material things. It's not just it's the people, you know, primarily, and then also the material gifts that we use. In that in that in that journey, but then also everything that we have that we've been given and everything that we are. So number five is also who am I for other people? It's not just a matter of I want to improve myself. I want to improve myself in my relationship with God, so I have more of that to share with other people in everything that I do. So it pulls the whole thing together, and I think that's the whole the whole picture because it is more you know over the years of reflecting on this passage it is more than just money it's not just a matter of he's been given you know a certain amount of money to invest we've been given a life with all the resources and the talents and the people that, that God has presented to us plus ourselves that we that we are to invest and at the end of the at the end of the our our life we're expected to have done something with that something the other thing too that always stands out to me very quickly is that it's not just i don't think the joy that they're being called into is just a matter of we celebrate because you went out there and struggled and you were successful i think the joy was in the doing i think the joy is in learning to love the difficulty the challenge the suffering the struggle uh, that's part of life, along with the good things that we've been given and the, the celebrations when we're successful, but also redoubling our efforts when we're not. I think a big part of this master's joy is not just the result, but getting the result, is, is learning to love the way that we get there as well as the result that we get in the end. You know, and, and and in the end, we are joined more closely with Christ, you know, with God, if we if we look at life that way. And you know this is real, real clear. The fact that there is a final judgment, the uh, master oh, yeah. does come back, oh, yeah. and uh, there is a place where there's a wailing and grinding of teeth. Where, as Rob, you pointed out, where the useless servants are cast into right. because of their life's choices. I don't know about anybody else, but can you imagine 
when that time comes for you, whether it be the second coming of Jesus Christ or his coming for you, if you hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant, because at the end of the day, that's that's the accumulation of our journey here on earth is to hear those words. So, boy, I want to do like the first two. What did they do? Immediately, the one who received the first talents put him to work. Put him to work for what? To impact and influence the world for God. To impact and influence the world for God. He invested him for the Father. Father doesn't need money. God doesn't need money. There's really no money in heaven. God doesn't need it. So for me, the second, what he do? He did the same immediately. So our yes to the Lord is a call to action. How are we using all the gifts, all the talents he's entrusting to us? How are we using it to impact and influence the kingdom of God here and now on earth to make this pl- this world a better place to live today? So you know what? I'm going to keep my focus. It says, you know, you know, set your goals and your focus on the kingdom of heaven, first and foremost. So at the end of the game, at the end of the day, the end of my life, the end of the world, whatever comes, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because guess what? We get to share the master's joy for all eternity. Because hmm. I do not want to be all eternity in the wailing and the grinding of teeth by my personal choices to bury my talents in the ways of the world and to waste them for worldly pleasures and worldly issues. And it just just continue, you know, the, the theme of being prepared continues. You know, last week we had the the five wise and the five foolish virgins. You know, here's again, you know, they weren't the five foolish were not prepared. Same with the one that buried the town. It's just, you know, it's that the whole idea. There, there's, there needs to be a sense of urgency. Now, today is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad and let us share in the good news. And uh, earlier this week, David, I think you, know, you and I were at, we were at the same meeting where a gentleman said in prayer, he got, you know, imagine if everyone that you share the gospel with said yes. Because God desires all to be saved, right? God desires every single person to accept the good news. And then imagine... You know, God's saying to you, imagine if everyone that you shared the gospel with said yes. And then we look in our life and say, man, when I've done it more, when I've shared more, when I've invited more, because that's it. God's desire is that everyone says yes, but he needs us. He needs us to, to not be, you know, fanatics on the street, but he needs us to live the gospel, live it in love and joy and peace, and then share it when we have those opportunities with our words, um, but God wants all to be saved and he needs us. He's entrusting us with this greatest of gifts, the gift of our faith, gift of the Eucharist to uh, to share with the world. And to live it the way we're called to. I was just with at a, an event this past weekend listening to a speaker talk to young people. And that was the main point, which was, you know, God wants that intimate relationship and God wants you to live as authentically as possible that for you to live authentically which of course cannot happen unless you're you know living it living it through God but again the point was you know you may be called to be a missionary in Africa you may be called to give your mu- your musical talents you know to the church uh, you may be called to be a, a good mother and witness through your children it doesn't matter where it is again mm-hmm. it's not about you know finding some path that's not your own God has a plan laid out for you and so those the, the talents that you're given you know are yours and and you're you know you're to find out what does God want 
me to do with those? What's the path that I'm being called to? You know, my vocation, my my occupation, you know, all those types of things. That's that's the, the key sense. It goes back to what was the line from The Sound of Music? You know, what's the purpose of life? To find God's will in your life and to embrace mm-hmm. it wholeheartedly. I mean, that was, it's 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 true the, the, the same today. Um, to, we're, we're given particular talents and, and then that discernment process. What am I called to do, you know, at a large scale? What am I called to do today? Dave, you're always saying that, starting that day out. What, what do you want me to accomplish today, Lord? What's what's in what's my role today? You know, and that's again those little steps that we can all do. It's a simple prayer in the morning. What are you calling me do to do today? And and Tom, that's good news. I'm I'm thinking of uh, you know eighth grade year at at school. So you have all these years in in the grade school, went to the the parish school. And eighth grade year, you don't want to buy anything new, right? You know, you just want to kind of stick with whatever shirt you have, no matter you know if it doesn't fit. You're, you're not you're not yeah. giving in to to buy anything new that last year. It, it just doesn't feel right, you know. When you when you wear clothes yeah. that don't quite fit, you, you know, and it's you know, you're, you're always trying to adjust, and it just doesn't feel right. So the good news is. God doesn't need another St. Francis of Assisi. God doesn't need another Mother Teresa. But God absolutely needs a Tom Fertile, a Tom DeAngelis, a David Abel, a Rob Longo. Fill in the blank with your name. Right? right? That's good news that we don't have to try to, but we can learn from the saints, learn from people who are all in and, and living the life, but it won't fit. It won't feel right if we try to be mm-hmm. someone, like you're saying, Tom, that we're not called to be. God has the plan. He has the mission for us. He needs us just to say yes, right, to allow him into our lives, and then he can guide us into that mission. Right. Uh, but that's good news, like, that he doesn't want us to be uncomfortable in someone else's shoes because he wants you to wear yours where you are. And, you know, and God gave us his love letter, the Bible, and the Bible's very, very clear that, he, that God chose to include humanity, each and every one of us, in his plan for salvation of the world. Mm-hmm. And we have the blueprint of how to be that included disciple, and the blueprint is Mother Mary. What did she do? She opened up to receive Jesus Christ into her heart, into her womb, to conceive Jesus. And then what did she do? Casually walk down the street? No, with haste. She took Jesus to someone in need, her cousin Elizabeth. And then she lived a life of humility and obedience, always there with Jesus. And and I love it at the wedding feast of Cana, Mother Mary's example again. You know, the servant said, hey, you know, we're, we're running out of wine. So what did Mary do? Fix it? No. She shows us the example. She went to Jesus, her son, and she shared with him the need. And what did Jesus do? She, he sent her back with the message. And what message did she deliver? Do whatever he tells you. That's our, that's our, that's our calling, to be another Christ in the world, to be Christians, Christ bearers in the world. Can you imagine if all 1.7 billion Christians truly had the light of Christ in them and they were those true Christians, Christ bearers in the world, the world would be a different place. All the world will come to that one united light. So that's our calling. But it starts like Mary, one at a time, Rob, Tom, Tom, David. It God's including us. He wants to change the world with our yes. And guess what? Today is a new day. Today is a new day. The past, don't go there. Trap of the enemy, meant to rob the gift of this present moment. The future, don't go there. God doesn't live there. Another trap of the enemy, meant to rob the gift of the present moment. The present moment is a gift from God to be opened and lived in love. 
Be the world changer God created you to be. The gift of your time to share that love with others is irreplaceable. It is beyond cost. You can't buy it. And it's priceless. It's priceless. The, um, I'm glad you brought up that the last thing that Mary says in the gospel that we have recorded to her because I've taken to spending time reflecting on that in front of the Blessed Sacrament because of the way that it forces me or encourages me, I should say, to think is that do whatever he tells you because that puts me right in front of Jesus and then says, well, what is he telling me? What do I <laughs> What am I supposed to be doing? And to your point, Rob and Tom, that you know the world doesn't need another Mother Teresa. They, they, I need to figure out what my sainthood is and what I'm supposed to be doing. And in going back to the passage, I think one of the things when I when I look at the fear that um, the that the, uh, the the wicked servant, the wicked lazy servant, has, he's a different concept of his master from the other two guys. The other two guys have an appreciation of what he is and how he operates in the world. And so they go out and do what he does, right? They go out and trade. They use their talents to, to earn more talents back. They figure out what will produce fruit, and then they go do that. And this guy looks at his master, and the logic is, is, so, is so twisted here. He says, I knew that you, you know, gathered where you didn't scatter and you, you know, reaped where you didn't sow, assuming that other people were doing that for him because maybe he was paying them wages or something like that. That would suggest, as the master says, that you should go do something with it. But instead, his logic is, I'm just going to bury it because I know this guy's tough and he's going to – well, I don't understand my role in relationship to God. But the the thing that really hit me as I was reflecting on it relative to do whatever he tells you is I've got to be figuring out what Jesus does and how he goes about making – you know, things happen in the world through other people so I can figure out how I'm supposed to do it. It's it's when I look at God and I think about what Jesus did in his life, the example that he gave, then it tells me how to be the good servant and not how to be the wicked, lazy servant, because it's easy to get locked up and say, well, I'm not sure what God wants me to do. And so I'll just wait till, you know, till it hits me. You know, or till the spirit moves me or something like that. But we have to go out actively seeking them. These guys immediately, as you said, David, immediately they went and started trading. They started using their talents to do what, what, what the master does. And so not only are they sharing in the joy of his success, they're sharing in the joy of what he does with it. And they also recognize it all belongs to him because what do they do? They give right. it all back to him. <laughs> right. Not only the five that were entrusted, but also whatever they made. Right. So that, that great understanding, again, set me free 14 years ago. I don't own anything. And guess what? Yeah. You know what they also realize? Without the gift of the talents, what God's given us, we can't do anything. Yeah, but this other exactly. guy, he's like, you know, he, he's not, he's like, you know, hey, God, you know, I'm doing all the work and you're taking all the credit. He doesn't know. He said, he uses the word, I knew you were. No, you didn't know God. Right. You didn't know God as Father. You didn't know him. And so you just assumed based on what you heard and then they let the enemy in because we're not called to have fear. I think it's 365 times the Bible, you know, be not afraid, you know, yeah. have no fear. Only fear we're to have is holy fear. Fear of that loss of relationship with God as our father, as our brother, as our as our mm -hmm. bridegroom. So for me, this person, I don't you could know all about God and not know him. I want to know him. Yeah, and we we talk about all in a lot, David, and and this this is all in. You know, so the servants 
they received five and two, they realized that the talent that they were given was the masters. The talent to do something with those talents was the masters. And any fruit that came from that was the masters, right? It's so freeing. It's just everything all in. So this is, you know, this is a great gospel to, to really dive into when we talk about, you know, what does it mean to be all in? That we don't keep any, we don't keep anything for ourselves, or you know, we don't have any little side gig, or you know, it's all in. It's all, all in for the master, for Jesus. And we can start by doing something. So if you're listening today, like it's like, what can you do today? You know, I got I got caught up on my social media feed uh, watching a guy who's big on you know goal planning and achieving your goals, and he literally said to people, if you thought about that business idea, whatever, turn off the video right now, literally, and go do something. You know, I'm not saying turn off the radio. Let's wait a couple of minutes. But the point is, what could you do? Like you said, David, they went immediately today. What can I do? How can I go further today? What step can I take? A positive step in my life, in my faith life, in my prayer life. What can I do today to get that immediate? immediate action moving. So I get into motion and going further and going deeper and living the life I'm called to live. What can I do today? And how about this for a for an added joy? So if if God is our father and everything is God's, we're all brothers, right? And and any of mm-hmm. our sisters listening. So we're all brothers and sisters. If I'm happy for your success mm-hmm. and you're and, and everything's the father's and we're all family and we're gonna, you know, God wants us to share in his joy, then Amen, brother, go, sister, go, and and do, and let me, Lord, please, that's a prayer. Let me enjoy the success of others. Let me enjoy the, you know, what, what other people are doing for the kingdom and not be that one that's looking at the five and say, well, when I have five, I'll serve. When I have more, I'll do. When I have more, I'll give. Let me enjoy what others are doing for the Lord and then do what God is calling me to do, even if it's a little tiny, tiny mission. And it's amazing how these story all, stories all tie together because we look at the the widow's might. Mm. You know, these these guys yeah. with all the money, man, they're writing the big checks. You know, people say, oh, man, if I had what he had, I'd do that too. If I had what he had, I'd do that too. And the Lord's like, yeah, they're putting in for their surplus. But the widow, she put in from her from everything. Her, need. her, her total yeah. need, her total everything. She was all, Rob, all, all in. in. So, I mean, that's our calling. You know, don't think, oh, if I had, no, the gift of your time to go to serve at a, at, a, at, a, at a food kitchen, to go to visit those in a nursing home. The gift of your time is priceless, and it is effective because God will use you as he loves those people through you, with you, in you. It's awesome. Don't say you can't. Don't say you don't have enough. Don't do that. Get outside of yourself and go. Jesus Christ said, if you want to be my disciples, takes three things. First one, deny yourself. Second one, pick up your cross. We've all got him. And third one, follow him. So Lord, like you said, Tom, where do you want me to go? And that that, that request is daily. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. 
Stewardship A Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.